And welcome back to Real Talk Sports. Today we have Pete, the sports guru, who is back. We have a special show to today. We're actually going to be talking about the NFL and the NBA. You know how we do it. So without further ado, let me go ahead and throw the mic over here to Pete, man, and let him go ahead and introduce himself once more. Pete, welcome to Real Talk Sports, man. Go ahead and let him know. Uh, I appreciate it. I'm a Pete Sports Guru. And uh, like I said, I've been doing this since I was three. Uh, <laughs> just Well, just watching it since I was three. Not, not actually uh, reporting on it. <laughs> but, hey, uh, hey, that's one all stars, man, for all of us, man. It definitely all stars for all of us, man. But I know, I know we got a huge show today, man. And I know... You know, we definitely wanted to go ahead and first start off, man, with the um, NFL and the championship weekend here last weekend. So championship Sunday, as they call it. We had two good games, man. And uh, we start off with the AFC here, man. And I'm going to say to me, I thought it was the upset of the evening. And that is the Kansas City Chiefs and the Cincinnati Bengals here, man. Cincy goes into Arrowhead, gets the W. And they were down 21 to three at one point, find a way to get to overtime with the Kansas City Chiefs and pull it out 27 to 24 here. Um, It's been wild for Cincinnati and I definitely didn't expect for the Kansas City Chiefs to lose this game. Um, You know, what were your thoughts here after looking at that last week? I just thought Kansas City gave the game away. Uh-huh. But, but I give credit to Cincinnati. Yeah. That's why you play the game. Yes. Yeah. I hear Chris Berman right there. And Absolutely. They kept, <laughs> kept, kept, kept playing. They kept playing through. Uh, I thought it. I thought Kansas City got greedy towards uh, halftime. Yeah. Should have kicked the field goal. It's it's 21-3. Kick the field goal. It, I, okay. It's It's. I understand you feel like you got them on the ropes, but a field goal would have would have definitely kept the tide where it was at. I think the tide turned once once uh, Kansas City didn't convert that uh, I, didn't you know convert what? that touchdown. Into, into I was thinking about that. I was like, man, I think they might have won the game. I think they may have won the game if they would have executed that one possession. I hate to say right. that about a football game, but right. I, I'm with you. Like, I feel like it, that just kind of lost the game. I'm, I'm sorry. Like, there was other plays, but I think that that play is kind of like, I don't know. I don't, that play will always go down, I think, in history as a play that people will look back on and say they had to do something better in this situation. And I think right. that that may have cost them all game. Right. right. You're up comfortably. Mm-hmm. Take the points. Take the points. Don't be too greedy because just this is the playoffs. That right. is one play that can spark a team, and I felt like that that gave Cincinnati confidence. Uh, yeah. And even even though their offensive line was terrible, yeah, but you got to give it to Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow just he played his heart out. Mm-hmm. He, all, he basically won the game by himself mm-hmm. on, on offense. The, the way I see it, mm-hmm. I mean, I mean J- Jamar Chase. You know, he did his he did his deed, and and of course Mixon had a. a few big runs but I I just felt like going back to that play going back to that that before halftime that that play even though you were still up yeah it just it just felt like it just took something it just it's like okay 
you were greedy. You didn't you didn't get it. Now it's it, it kind of changed the game around. I you know what I agree with you totally. And and to back it up to what you said too with the skills players here. Look, Jamar Chase burned Kansas City for like two hundred some yards when they won in Cincinnati. All right. And then I thought that it was just brilliancy here for Cincinnati to go, okay, we know that you're probably going to double our guy and try to take Jamar Chase out of this. And I I figured this much from the Chiefs, and they did an excellent job there, but I thought that Cincinnati had better skill players than Kansas City's uh, back half or secondary had. And for them to win the game, they had to have their others step up that had to be a T. Higgins. It had to be a Tyler Boyd. It had to be a, Sam- a Samaji P. Ryan. And they got the contribution that they needed from T. Higgins. I thought he was going to have a big one. Six for 103. Um, and even though they took Jamar Chase out of it, six for 54 and a touchdown. Samaji P. Ryan had that big uh, reception and got a touchdown as well. And you mentioned Joe Mixon. Joe Mixon only had 88 yards, but it was his best performance out of the three playoff games. And I said that he had to have a bigger performance in order for them to win. They got everything that they needed to, to, to happen in order for them to win. But I think that Cincinnati did a terrific job in understanding what Kansas City was going to do to them and just said to themselves, all right, if we could just execute and stay with them, we, we feel like we have a chance. And that's essentially, I think, what Cincinnati was able to do. And I, to be honest with you, I think that this was Kansas City's game to lose. And I'm just not sure that they, I'm not sure that they necessarily got beat. You know, I don't know if you've ever heard that term before, but it's like, I almost think that they beat themselves, though, you know, versus Cincinnati. I mean, I'll give them credit. They did beat them, but I think that Kansas City beat themselves, man. You look at the two interceptions from Patrick Mahomes. The one in overtime was right in Tariq Hill's hands, and then it goes up into the defender's hands and gets intercepted. That's what happens when momentum's not on your side. And then the screen pass was right after Cincinnati was scoring, you know? So that's right. that, that was tough. That was real tough. And, and that right. all came after that debacle at the end of the second quarter. You know, you, right. you just take the points. Right. Right, because if you take those points, you don't. Most likely, you don't go in overtime. Most likely, Cincinnati doesn't make this tremendous comeback. Right, right. Yeah, I, I think you take the life out of Cincinnati. I, I really yeah. do. Yeah. I, I, I just think just score, happen. score. You you go in, you go into, you go into halftime with momentum. Mm-hmm. Okay, we just we just put another field goal and we up twenty four three. That's momentum. Mm-hmm. But you fail, you go in, and Cincinnati's feeling good about themselves. Like we stopped them because they mm-hmm. they were burning, they was killing us, and we mm-hmm. stopped them from scoring. We can do this, right? It's, let me ask you this too. And moving forward, I I thought about this earlier, and I I'd said this. I said, you know, I think for Kansas City to take the next step, man, I think that they have to address something on the defensive end, man. I, I don't think that they can continue to just try to outscore you. You know what they remind me of? They remind me of, um, of uh, remember Kurt Warner and the St. Louis Rams, and they used to be the greatest show on turf. I think that they used to have that same issue where they could go out there and they had Isaac Bruce, they had Marshall Falk, you know, they had Oz Akeem, they had all these, these just wonderful toys out there, right? And they could score points mm-hmm. at will. But they couldn't right. stop anybody. 
You know, and I right. think that that's ultimately kind of what got the Rams back then. And I think that, you know, right now the Chiefs are kind of, they're they're on that same uh, same path to me. You know, did you, do you kind of see that with this club or do you, you feel like, you know, it, as is, their window is still open for a lot of championships? Uh, I think it's both, but I think it's more of what you said that, that I agree with, with the not really that great of a defense. Uh, we have this juggernaut offense and, you know, we, we're going to score. When we, most of the time we're going to score, so we're going to outscore you. Um, yeah, they... I mean, the defense hasn't been well all season. They've never really shown anything, maybe for a handful of games. But other than that, it's basically you can score on will. Because if you really look at it, the Bills actually should have been the team playing the Bengals. It's true. They should have won that game. Yeah. You know, because, uh, yeah, Kansas City's defense is, is, uh, is terrible right now. It's, mm-hmm. it's terrible. It's not even. It's it's no way around it, you know. And uh, yeah, and even with all that said, uh, I, I still think their window is. They, they 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 still have a few years, because you know that you have Mahomes. You you still have you still have Mahomes. You still. At times they can they they can overwhelm you even if the defense is not uh, working well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Some teams will figure it out, but not every team is going to figure it out. Yeah. So I, I would say, uh, you know, fix fix a few things on defense. Get you know, fix maybe some different schemes or something, mm-hmm. or maybe some some new personnel. You know, a few guys, but I, I still think they're going to be they'll be there for the next few years at least. Even yeah. with all this, even, even with all that said, because I mean, they almost made it to the third Super Bowl. Right. So, yeah, I mean, I think that says a lot. Absolutely, man. You know, I mean, I feel like they definitely uh, let's give them credit where credit is due. I mean, they did start out what three and four Uh, defensively is probably kind of what turned it around for them, honestly, you know, to where they did go on that run where I think they won like 12 straight games or something like that or whatever it was. It was crazy. Um, but I mean, I feel like, yeah, the window is open. I just kind of throw that out there because I'm like, at some point, you know, something, I mean, I think that they've gotten better when they brought Ingram over there at the linebacker position. But I'm like, man, besides Tyron Matthews out there, like, I feel like they need to get some more secondary help or something, at least something to kind of slow down some of the big plays that happen to them. You know, it's one yeah. thing to kind of get scored on, but it's just another thing. It's like, can you at least slow the team down somewhat? Right. Um, I think it's going to go, you know, work wonders probably for the Chiefs long term. Right. They'll, I mean, they'll 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 still be the Chiefs. Right. Most likely, they'll continue to to win that division. Right. And even even though I'm a Raiders fan, hoping it doesn't, but just being realistic, outside looking in. They'll they'll still be they'll still be great even with the de- defensive deficiency. They'll, okay. they'll, they'll still be they'll, they'll still be there in my opinion. Okay. No, I'm with you. I think they're going to be there for sure. Um, look, when we have Denver's in there at this point in time, I, I think Denver's a mess. Uh, <laughs> they have so many different holes. Um, we can talk about them for days. And then you look at the Raiders, I think that they're probably the closest there. 
Um, but you know, there's still a lot to be, you know, desired and fixed there, especially with you know right. the kind of season that they just had and stuff like that. So I feel like probably the Raiders are probably going to probably try to address a lot of stuff in free agency um, and the draft. And we'll talk about them here in a second because there, there is some news there for sure. Um, and so, yeah, I totally agree with you in the fact that it probably is still their division. And the Chargers are in there too, is right? Is it? The Chargers are in that division. Also. Yeah. So the, yeah. And see, that's another thing with the Chargers. Like they're so young at this point in time because – they lost some games that they shouldn't have. And what they did there at the end against the Raiders, that was just, yeah. that that was questionable too. Because, you know, I think the Raiders were actually going to play for the, the tie, you know, and it's just like, give you know, a timeout. And so still some situation. It felt like it. It, it, felt, it. it felt like it because they weren't going to, the Raiders weren't going to try nothing crazy mm-hmm. just to win the game. So why would you call a timeout? Yeah. I, I kind of felt like, the coach was being greedy like okay I'll call a timeout we stop him on this third down and hopefully we can get the ball back with a certain amount of time left you know some seconds maybe 35 seconds or whatever however it went I'm just trying to remember mm-hmm. that's that's what I thought and when the Raiders ran and got their first down it was that was it for them and got in the field goal range it was like you should have just let them do what they were doing they game. wasn't doing anything. They were just running basic run plays. They wasn't doing anything extravagant. Yeah. Yeah. That so, was, it, it was game, set, and match, man. That was yeah. a tough way to lose. <laughs> that's, that's tough. That's tough. You, you, you're you going to the playoffs. Right. But it's like, uh, but we don't want the Raiders to go. But the Raiders are trying to give you a chance to go because they want to go. Right. And, <laughs> so and like, that was the thing, too. I think, like, they were saying, like, Austin Eckler was asking the guy right prior to the timeout or prior to them getting the seven yards, like, hey, were you guys going to just let it run out? And I think I think one of the guys said, yeah. Yeah, and, I think it was uh, – who was that he was talking to? Uh, um, oh, I forgot exactly who he was talking to, but I saw it too. And, like, he said, yeah, yeah, we were – We're going we to give it to you. The, the way to look on the, the way to look look on his face, like we were, we weren't going to do anything. Man. Yeah, that's a that's we, a we wasn't. Yeah, and see, and and I mean, just kind of going into the point, man. I think that the Chargers still have a long way to go, you know, from a maturity standpoint, because this is kind of some right. of the stuff that they were dealing with when Coach Lynn was there, and mm-hmm. so. Yes, I know it's a first-time coach there. Um, I think that they're going to probably be a lot better. Um, experience is the best teacher um, in anything in life, so I think that this is something that they had to experience. But you know, I think you're right on. You know, I think the Chiefs are up there for uh, some time to come, but I think that you know the Raiders and Chargers are probably right there. Um, right. Moving forward, let's look at the game here that took place in the NFC, and that was the San Francisco 49ers versus the uh, Los Angeles Rams here. Look, there was a lot of hype about this one here. The Rams were trying to be the second team to make it back to its home site to play in the Super Bowl. They were successful here, winning 20-17, to but it didn't look pretty. They were down 17-6 to here. Um, against a tough 49ers team. It looked like it looked like the Rams actually woke up here defensively. Aaron Donald, um, Jalen Ramsey, these guys made plays. They made Jimmy Garoppolo pretty much uncomfortable all afternoon. 
He was 16 of 30. He had two touchdowns, but did have an INT there uh, and a bad one late. And for the most part, they really didn't do anything on the ground. They took George Kittle away. He only had 27 yards on two receptions here. Um, and on the flip side, or the flip side of this thing, Cooper Cub again, 11 receptions, 142 yards, two touchdowns. And oh, by the way, an Odell Beckham Jr. siding, nine receptions, 113 yards here. Look, <laughs> you knew what the Rams wanted to do and what they had to do to win. I don't understand how the 49ers did not stop that. It would, I mean, what was the logic here? How is it that the one guy that you have to stop, you don't stop? I, I don't I don't quite understand that. Uh, with that, I think it's easier said than done because if you look at Cooper Cup, yeah, Cooper Cooper Cup runs some some great routes. I mean, right. his, his route his route running and, and angles are, are beautiful. I mean, I've seen and not just because I, I'm I'm a Rams fan too. Yeah, but just looking at the replays and looking at how he runs some of those routes, some of those routes he runs a very difficult to cover. Uh huh. And he's and he's athletic. He's more athletic than than. Uh, than a lot of people give him credit for. Some people will say, "Oh, he's crafty and right and this and that," but he's he's pretty athletic. So I I, I would say I would say it, it, it's more easier said than done with uh, Cooper Cup. He's 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 a very great skilled player, very smart, very smart uh, player, good great IQ. So mm-hmm. some of those moves, some of those moves he did on some of those catches were, were spectacular moves with some, with some great smart moves. Smart angles. I just find it just interesting to me that it it seems like, okay, we talked about it just now with how Kansas City took Jamar Chase out of the game. I'm just saying to myself defensively, I got to find where number 10 is and we're going to double and triple cover him. Look, they didn't even have one of their tight ends in the game. Um, What's his name? Uh, Tyler Higby. He was out early to a knee injury here. That leaves you with Odell Beckham Jr. Um, Vance Jefferson only had two receptions here. I'm just saying to myself, if anybody else is going to beat me, it has to be somebody other than Ted. That that's just what I'm saying as a, as a 49er defender. It has to be anybody but Ted. Right. You know, and, and I just I just feel like San Francisco didn't get that done. And then on top of that, I'd been saying that. In order for the Rams to lose, they have to turn the ball over. They get did get the turnover from Matthew Stafford, but they didn't turn him over any much any much more in the afternoon. He only had the one turnover, and he threw for three thirty seven on him. It just seems like San Francisco couldn't get off the field either. Right. Well, uh, the thing about the Rams is uh, you had a, a few other guys that stepped up and. and- small sample size like uh Blanton Blanton actually uh stepped up and had some big catches timely catches yeah you know, yeah he had, came he in five catches yeah five catches 57 yards I thought I thought he made some big catches but yeah I remember we t- we talked about the Rams and with this upcoming game and I even said that uh Odell Beckham if Odell Beckham can come to life yeah Odell Beckham you know that would be a great that would definitely serve well for the Rams, and it did. Yeah. Because Odell Beckham came up big in that game when they needed the most, especially when they went down 17 to 7. It was like, okay, you're down 17 to 7. Both teams are kind of 
you're not really getting as much as they want on offense. You got to start doing something now or this game is over. Right. Because it, it felt like it was almost over once uh, San Francisco went up 17-7. to you know what? I when it was seventeen seven, and I don't know if you remember this time. It, it might have been. Um, was it at one point maybe seventeen ten? At at some point, I got to look at the scoreboard. But there was a possession where San Francisco had the ball about midfield, and it was fourth and two. And I was saying to myself, "I'm not kicking this football. I'm going for it." And they went out there. And they elected to go ahead and try to draw the Rams offsides. They right. ate five yards in the delay game and they punted the ball and they never saw the ball again. And I said to myself, I was like, that I think I think that's the play. I was like, you you gotta go for that. Fourth and two, the Rams are charging at home. I'm like, I think I'm keeping my offense on the field. You know, and, right. and I think that that was like the play in this one to me, you know, is when they didn't convert the fourth and two. Yeah, they went went kind of conservative, and when they didn't snap, when it when he's doing the long snap, I I knew I was like, okay, they're not gonna they're not gonna uh, they're not gonna go for it. I was kind of surprised at because when they first went out there, I'm like, okay, just give it to Debo Samuel. Rams haven't been able to stop this guy. It's like you know, and I mean, and his and his his numbers weren't all that great. No, but. No. But he made, it's just like this guy was making like, he's making like, like timely plays. And mm-hmm. it's not even a Russian. I mean, he made some great catches too. He made some good blocks also. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I thought once they did that, once they did that play, they were going to give it to Samuel and he was going to do what he does. Hard to take him down. He'll get about seven yards. That's what yeah. I'm looking at. Man, and he runs so they, hard. And when they were taking a while, I'm like, okay, they're, they're I guess they're just going to punt. And fair enough, they let, you know, let the clock run and got the five-yard penalty and punted. Yeah. And See, I, that was it from there. Yeah, I, I couldn't have gone that conservative, man. And, and like you said, that they did a great job in taking Debo Samuels away. I mean, he did almost have 100 combined yards. I think he played his heart out for sure. Um, the four receptions, 72 yards, and a, and a touchdown. You know, only had 26 on the ground, and and you know, funny he actually led them in rushing. <laughs> he still he yeah. still led them in rushing. So it's like, yeah. man, you know, when Debo when they showed that uh, footage of him on the sideline crying, man, I was like, you know what, he wanted it. He he really wanted it, and I I felt really bad for Sam Fran, man, because I thought that it's just. Yes, you knew the Rams were good, man. I just felt like, you know, from a game plan standpoint, they they probably, man, I don't know why I want to say they should have just ran some doubles, some triples, something, you know, and just taking their chances with everybody else. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. if Odell Beckham Jr. is going to light me up for 200, fine. And we lose, okay. But just don't let it be the guy that is the triple crown uh, leader as a wide receiver right now, don't let it be him. Right. <laughs> let, right. let it be somebody else, you know? And right. it's looking like Von Miller and Odell Beckham Jr. perhaps are the best pickups um, throughout the, the season here. Uh, Cause I think they got Odell Beckham at the trade deadline. And then I think they got Von Miller before the trade deadline, if I'm not mistaken. So it's, 
or they got uh, no, no no they got Odell Beckham out of the uh, the buyout situation. That's the what buyout, they, yeah. yeah he yeah, got yeah, bought yeah. out by Cleveland. Excuse me. So he got bought yeah. out and Von Miller was traded for. So mm-hmm. um, both of those pickups look solid though. Look great. And and Von Miller is not the Von Miller he was in Denver, but yeah, the, he's still a threat. It's it still added something to the Rams. It's, it's, it's still, I, I think they just added just, you know, just more toughness to the defense, to the defense, just somebody else you got to think about. Uh, he can, he can still, he can still do, do his thing in spurts. Right. So that was a, that's a great pickup for the Rams. Absolutely, man. And so that leads us then to my, uh, to the prediction part here. So we know it's going to be the Cincinnati Bengals against the Los Angeles Rams. Now, let me throw this out there, okay? So, apparently, and I've read this, Cincinnati has decided that they're going to wear their black jersey. Los Angeles has decided that they're going to wear their white jersey, all right? So, it looks like 14 of the last 17 Super Bowl winners have actually worn white jerseys. So, my question is, is Cincinnati done before they even set the field here? Who do you have to win this game? Um, I don't think they're done before the because anything can happen in the Super Bowl. Yeah. Um, so you're not but, believing you know, in the superstition. <laughs> no, because I mean, under, understand some some players get on that stage and yeah, get stage fright, and some players yeah. embrace it. You can have the best season and get on that stage and do nothing. I've seen it too many yeah. times. Yeah. Um, you know, case in point, when the Rams played New England. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you know, many Garrett, people thought the Rams he, were a better team. Yeah. I mean, he didn't know what was going on. He was just sitting there like, oh, my God, what, what is this? You know, and, and really, both teams didn't really do too much, but New England yeah. had more experience, and New England pulled it out in a, it, basically just a regular game. So, um no, no, I, I don't. I don't even think they're done before it's uh, over. I, I'm picking the Rams to win it. Yeah, you know, but there's certain things that can happen because you're at home. You can get overconfident and don't do one of those Kansas Cities and get greedy. If if you if you know if, if the game gets ugly early, don't don't get greedy. Just do what you got to do. Yeah. It's a four-point game, I think, spark. in favor of of the of the Rams. I think that the underdogs are, are the Bengals here. I had mm-hmm. it picked 27-24 slightly to the Rams. Um, I'm thinking the Rams are going to make history and be the second team to win at home in a Super Bowl. But I'm with you though. I, I mean that that could really change because listen. The way Cincinnati has gone about their business, and especially Joe Burrow, like, if you're not a Joe Burrow fan now, like, I don't know what to tell you, because Joe Burrow is the real deal, okay? So, like, it doesn't matter, you know, if Joe Burrow is getting hit and all that stuff like that, he seems to to still perform well. My question is, now Joe Burrow has Aaron Donald that's going to be hitting them. And so that 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 may be a different type of pain level, man. So to get up and execute in the face of that, on top of the fact that they have an elite corner back there as well, um, yeah. that for sure is going to give, you know, their wide receiver cores some fits. You're not just going to go over there and throw on Jalen Ramsey like that. And they also have an experienced safety in, uh, what's his name, Eric Weddle. Now I know he's been out for, you know, 
a while, you know, but he's looked better and better each week. Um, he's still hitting hard. He's still, he's still man, hitting he's hard. Still a hitter back there in the safety, man. That makes you think twice mm-hmm. about going back there and catching something over the middle. So, yes. <clears throat> you know, it, it's a different type of monster that Cincinnati's going against. And I, I've said it before, like, Joe Mixon had to play well against Kansas City. Joe Mixon would have to have a spectacular game to me in this one because I think that to neutralize that pass rush, Joe Mixon and Samarji P. Ryan, they have to play, they have to play lights out. I mean, I'm talking about that they have to combine for 100 plus to give Joe a chance in this because he can't just sit back there and expect to pick the Rams apart. It's just not going to work that way. Right. And that since the offensive line is not really a great line. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Burrow, Burrow uses mobility, he uses feet to get a, get away from a lot of situations, even in Kansas City game. Right. So I'm looking at that offensive line, and the offensive line, they haven't faced anything like they're going to face Sunday, next mm-hmm. Sunday. Yeah, that's that three-headed monster coming at you. That's that's going to be tough. Yeah. But Super Super Bowl can bring the best out of out of people. Yeah. You know? So we, I'm 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 going with the Rams, and and not by a blowout, but the Rams should win. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna say 34-20. Okay. 3420. I, I like the 27, 24. I like that. 3420. So we'll definitely see. You know, we'll definitely see. And so that brings me to now this question here. <clears throat> you probably weren't expecting this, but we talked about the Buffalo Bills and we talked about the Kansas City Chiefs in the overtime game. Now, there was quite some, you know, gripe about the way the overtime rules are set up here. So I know you've seen the all-star game in the NBA where they have the Elam ending, where essentially you get to a point in the game and then it's the first team to actually get to the point spread wins the game. So it doesn't matter whatever the score was then, they have to get to a certain point total to win. Right. I'm saying this, what about overtime now, instead of just, a touchdown just wins immediately. What if you have an Elon ending in an NFL game? Meaning that you do have the 15 minute clock, right? And if you have high powered offenses like Buffalo Bills and Kansas City Chiefs, no matter what happens, the first team to get to X amount of points that gets set wins. If that were proposed right now, would you agree with that? Uh, um, that can go that that can go real well, or that can go real bad. Because what if nobody's not scoring? What if it's just the same thing over and over and over? Mm-hmm. And you got about six overtime. Right, I mean, stuff like that can happen. Mm-hmm. You know, and then this team scored, and this team scored, and this team scored, this team scored, this team scored. This team scored. It's, it's, I, I would look at it more like, like in college, you should give you should give each side a chance to, to, uh, to have the ball. You know, so say Kansas City got the ball first, and Kansas City scored a touchdown. Give Cincinnati a chance to match that. Mm-hmm. 
instead of them because they got the ball first and they scored first, the game is over. That's kind of, you know, that's that's kind of not that, that that's kind of unfair because you figure if you got into overtime, you should get a chance to get the ball to you should both teams should get a chance to have the ball. Mm-hmm. I think that's a more realistic. Uh, that's more realistic. Okay. Okay. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, I, I feel you there because in the sense that it's like, look, if Kansas City scores a touchdown, you know, you give the ball to Cincinnati or Buffalo, however, because I mean, this is where this whole mm-hmm. debate started. And if mm-hmm. Buffalo is unable to answer that score, then the game's over. The game's over. They get, Kansas City get a touchdown, you have to go for the touchdown. You can't, you know, it's is what it is you gotta tie it you gotta you know tie or do what you gotta do absolutely but but you're getting a chance to do it instead you get of, a chance that team yeah. that got the ball first and scored a touchdown they celebrate and you like you didn't get a chance to even respond all we can do is you know our defense was there but why do our you know we should have a chance on offense just right. like in college just like in college football All right, I totally agree with that, man. I wouldn't, so, I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind that. I wouldn't mind that. <laughs> no, nah, I for sure wouldn't have minded either. And I mean, to be honest with you, if we're going to unpack that, going back to that Buffalo game, I don't know if Kansas City could have stopped them. I think we would have been probably looking at multiple overtimes if if that were the case. Right. So. So moving forward, man, let's let's hop into the NBA here. It's so much going on with the NBA, man, and and so 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 much going on. So many teams already starting to eye down trades and stuff like that, man. Let us talk about a, 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 an interesting topic here, and it, it's the New Jersey Nets. Okay, I'm, I'm just jump right into it, man. I have seen so many reports with the New Jersey Nets here, man, and. My whole thing with the Nets is they are they're saying that there is a possibility that there would be a Ben Simmons trade for James Harden and that James Harden is upset with the Nets. Um, (laughs) First of all, is this even possible? I mean, is this even realistic? Do you even see the Nets making such a trade here? No, I... It's I'm half and half on it because I was looking at that. I was thinking about it. Yeah. And I know I know James Harden is, is frustrated with the way the offense is being ran. You know, he doesn't like the way Steve Nash, I guess Steve Nash's system, the way the the way he wants the ball to move. So I think he's very frustrated with uh they, they said he's not really enjoying himself. And um he's not enjoying himself right now. So I heard those rumors. So who knows? Who knows? You know, it's it's. I think it's a possibility. I think it's a possibility. I mean, will, it, come, ha- will it will it happen? I don't think so. I, I mean, it, but is that not tampering though? I, I mean, seriously. Look, isn't Mari or whatever the case may be? He was the GM or whatever he was in in Houston. Okay, so yeah. now he's over in Philly. Okay, he's always been in love with James Harden and here's the deal I mean it just I think it just screams of just basically like tampering if he somehow 
trade gets them to accept Ben Simmons for James Harden. Like, I, I don't know about that. You know, and I think that that might spell the end too for Joel and B because I think if James Harden comes over there, then I feel like the dynamics of the team changes drastically and it would change in a way that they would try to basically mimic what they had in Houston and Philly. And I'm like, I don't think that that works where you're just playing iso ball. Where's Joel Embiid going to fit in there? Uh, you know, I kind of think it might be a worse situation if they trade for James Harden. Uh, yeah, it could be. I mean, but it's, I guess they're looking at it like they need some type of, they, they need they need some type of dynamic. Somebody that can, you know, that can actually run the offense. Somebody, a dynamic uh, guard like that. Combo guard. I don't look at him as a point guard. I look at him as just a combo, combo guard. Um, and I'm looking at the fact that they want to move on from this Ben Simmons stuff. They, they just want it out of their house. So what better way to get Ben Simmons out of the house, you know, by getting another great player back. Now, fit-wise, I, I, I agree with you. I understand. I mean, the way Joel Embiid is playing right now, he's playing free, you know, and it's the fact that maybe the offense will stop now that you got somebody like Harden who's going to want to have the ball in his hands all the time. Yeah. He's going to want to ISO. He's going to want to do his thing. Um, another thing is he's a big defensive liability, and that's going to be a big problem with Doc because Doc wants you to play defense. He, you know, he, he preaches it. So yeah. It's, uh, that's going to be a, another problem. But then on the other hand, you got a guy that can get you 40, 50 on a, you know, on a given night when he gets hot. So on a night when you have both he and NBA hot, it's going to be hard. It'll be hard to stop. But see, here's but, the thing too. Tobias Harris is probably likely out too, though. So, I mean, it's like, what, you know, what do you have left? You know, it, it, I feel like you're losing a lot more to me personally to get James Harden over there. I mean, yeah, you know, you're lucky if you're able to keep like, uh, what's his name, Maxi over there, um, you know, and, and keep some of your younger guys and stuff like that. But, you know, are you really going to be now championship? Why, you know, championship bound over in the East with, you know, just maybe a Harden and Embiid kind of fit? Like, I, I feel like that Philly would just really be doing themselves a disservice, man, by going ahead and um, pretty much gutting the team for a guy that can get you 40-50, but he's not going to play the other end. Well, yeah, if it's, if it's going to gut the team, then that's a whole different thing. Because now that I think about it, not only Ben Simmons, they'll probably want two or three other players along with that. You're right. And because I'm pretty, I'm definitely, you know, it won't be a straight up Ben Simmons for uh, James Harden. And uh, salaries don't match. And even if they did, I don't think they look at it as an equal value trade so you're right so and I think uh, I think the the Nets are looking at it like uh, well Philly Philly's Philly's desperate mm-hmm. they they want to they want to get rid of this situation he, he, Vincent is obviously won't play for Philly ever again unless a miracle happens and you wake up and he just says you know what I'm, I'm just going to do it I'm just going to play out the rest of it. that's not going to happen yeah so, it- and that situation is getting so ugly. I mean, he actually DM'd Shaquille O'Neal, man, and, and it got kind of personal and heated, and Shaquille didn't even want to go into the to the the whole details of it, man. But it's right. it's, it's 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 pretty 
it's tough over there. Like, man, it's really tough, man. And it, and it, like you said, man, like, I don't think he's going to play for them. He's definitely not going to play for them. He's still pissed with the fact that, you know, he feels like Joel and beating these guys didn't have his back in the playoffs. Um, you know, and, and I, 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 I feel it. I feel it, man. I bet he, I'd even heard where he was mad, man. He was like, look, if you guys going to throw me under the bus for not playing well against Atlanta last year, why didn't you throw Joel Embiid under the bus when we lost to Toronto that year? You know, and I think he's referring to the year that uh, the Raptors went on to win the uh, championship that year. Right. So, yeah. Well, Joel Embiid was, he, he, he was criticized. But the difference between, like Jack said, just between Joel Embiid is he kept playing. Uh-huh. I mean, how, how many times have people said stuff? How many times have Shaq, Shaq and all those guys been on TNT and say Joel Embiid could do better? And like that's he what he got. Like, like, like he got 30. Like he got 30. But it's like, you know what? He can do better than that. You know, yeah. he can do more. And what did he do? He didn't, he didn't get mad and pout and, and, and why you guys talking about me? Even, you know, even the team was saying they feel like they have more leadership. They need more from him. He just went out and played. But you have a guy like Ben Simmons who just can't take criticism. He feels like he's he's supposed to be exempt from being talked about. He's exempt. Every every player is talked about, even the best. Yeah. So look at LeBron James. He oh, blames yeah. everything. Even when he was in Cleveland, you know, he keeps playing. Yeah. Play. <laughs> yeah, it it it's a Play. tough situation right there, man, because and, and it's the worst market for this to happen is in Philly. Like Philly, uh New York, LA, you know what I'm saying? Like major market teams, man, where the fans is it's tough. It's tough, man, to play in there. And <clears throat> you know, whatever Philly decides to do, man, I, I just think that they really have to to kind of give themselves a, a service here in this trade because you don't want to lose your young assets in uh, Tyrese Maxey. Um, I don't know if you want to give up on Shake Middleton um, or um, Thibel, you know what I'm saying? Like your young pieces, right. man, and, and really go all in with the Harden situation, man, because when you look at what Cleveland did and the trade that the Nets made in order to get Harden over there, to me, I feel like Cleveland got the better deal and Jared Allen. And I think that this would be the same situation for Philly, man. And I feel like it might set Philly back. And you really have to ask yourself with Joel Embiid. Yeah, he's played in an MVP level, man. But Joel Embiid, man, people forget, man, he missed a season due to some bad feet, man, where he had broken his foot, I think, in the situation. And he was part of that whole uh, process because, you know, he had started that stuff. So, yeah, you're putting a lot of pressure on Joel Embiid, man. And you're this is a guy that I think last year he only played like what, like maybe 10 or 15 games after the All-Star break. You know, thank goodness they were able to, to make a run there in the playoffs, but you're putting a lot of pressure on Joel and B, man. And if Joel and B goes down and you just have James Harden over there and not a lot of young pieces, this could be disastrous for Philly. Right. So right. So I don't I don't I think it's a possibility it could happen. I don't think it's gonna happen. Yeah. But like I said, you can you can go to sleep 
you know, a good six, seven hours, wake up and be like, are you kidding me? This, what? Breaking news. Exactly. <laughs> it's just, exactly. It's just, it's just, this. it's so unpredictable, you know, because I, I never thought that, uh, I never thought it was going to happen when they were when they were like, "Oh, James Harden to uh, to the Nets." Mm-hmm. I didn't think it was going to happen, but it happened. It just it was just wow. Okay. Yeah, and you know what's funny too is like I can't believe people still feel like they they feel like the Nets are still going to win this thing, and I'm like, look, dude. Kevin Durant is hurt right now. Um, <clears throat> you still have Kyrie Irving, who's a part-time player. James Harden has not signed the extension. And I'm like, even if they do not move him at the trade deadline, I'm not sure he's going to be there next year. So the, the Nets look really, 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 really shaky to me, you know, moving forward, like really shaky, like even worse than they did last season. Um, and so moving forward, man, and keeping up with these trade talks, man, let's talk about a team that has actually made a move here. And that is the, uh, Los Angeles Clippers here. And so look, Paul George is out. You have Kawhi Leonard's out. There's $44 million sitting on your bench right here. And all the Clippers do is go out and make a deal. They trade Eric Bledsoe away. Um, they get Norman Powell in the deal and they get Robert Covington over there. What do you think with the move that they just made here? And I think that the Clippers aren't done here, but you know, I think that coach or was it Steve Ballmer? I think they're all in right now. And so is this a deal that you think is now going to elevate the Clippers to at least like a fifth, sixth spot here in the West? Or are they, setting themselves up long-term for when they do get Paul George and Kawhi back. How did you feel about that deal? I think it's both. I think it's both because uh, Norman Powell, that's the that's more scoring punch you have. And then you have a guy like Robert Covington who's going to be great defense. Yeah. Great 3 and D. Great 3 and D player. Those, that, that was two great pickups. Two, two very good pickups for the Clippers. And I give it to them. I think they did pretty good with that. And I think it's uh, I think it's going to help them moving forward, and it's going to it's going to help them uh, when the two stars come back. Definitely, mm-hmm. definitely. And yeah, a, I mean, I think it's, it's, a, it's a it's a it's a. I guess it's a viable placeholder until they come back. I mean, that's the best you can do. Yeah, but they pulled off pretty good. I mean, Norman Powell's pretty hot. He's pretty good. He's playing pretty well right now. Yeah. You know. And, and see, and you watched him, too, at, at uh, UCLA as well. And I, I liked yes. his game in UCLA, man. I, I To me, I think he's kind of like the, the poor man's Zach Levine. You know what I'm saying? And if we're comparing players, which we always do, but um, he, he's kind of coming to his own. You're right. You know, with that whole situation of getting out of Toronto and then getting into Portland. Um I, I think that this was just a better move for, for him personally. You know, I think that a lot of people probably have slept on him, but I think now he's over here with the Clippers. I think you're going to start seeing Norman Powell. I think people are really going to start to see how good his game truthfully really is. And I think that with the whole situation with Robert Covington, I think now it's more of a natural fit, man. I felt like over in Portland, these guys were asked to step into a role that wasn't necessarily them, you know? And... You know, I, I feel like, okay, 
even if they don't get uh, Kawhi and Paul George back, I think that the Clippers are still going to be competitive with this move. Um, and I think it is a placeholder, you know, because right now you, you still have Serge Ibaka on the roster. Reggie Jackson has been playing out of his mind for the last two years. You know, Luke Kennard has actually looked like somebody that has been worthy of a high draft pick, <laughs> you know, now that he's been with the Clippers. Like, I think that his career got resurgent over here. And then Terrence Mann, I think he's showing why they drafted him out of Florida State here. Um, you're probably going to get Zubox back. And people forgot here that they have uh, Marcus Morris over here, senior. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a roster that should compete here in the West. Oh, definitely. And it's, it's not a lot of games. It's a few games really separating them from that fit, the six and a fifth spot. So it's, it's pretty tight. But those teams above them, they're playing well also. So let's not forget, you know, Dallas is, is playing pretty well and Utah is going to be uh, Utah. So those, you know, those teams are, are playing pretty well right now. And, and um, it's funny that you and, 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 and of course, Memphis is playing out of their mind right oh, now. Man. You got to give it to them. They, Memphis is, they're the real deal right now. Yes. T- tell me about Memphis, man, because they, I think they call it the dark side, man. But listen, those boys are bad. You know, because, man, I got a chance to look at them and I'm like, man, they they did a terrific service and picking up. A, what's the kid in the draft? I think it's Zyar Williams. I think that's the guy that they got in the draft. He's been stellar. Um, what is well, no, Zion is with uh, that's uh, that's with uh, New Orleans. Let me let me look here, man. Me. It's a uh, Zion. Or Zari Williams from Stanford. This kid that they got from Stanford at oh, six yeah, yeah, nine yeah, yeah. two guard. Zaire, that right. guy, man, I was very impressed with what I saw on tape from him. Um, who else is on this roster too? The Baines guy, I, I was very impressed with him. Um, man, I didn't know oh, he yeah. was that good as well. And then, oh yeah, not just. They still have Cal Anderson on this roster. They have Tyrus uh, Jones. Man they, Jackson. man, they got Jared. And see, Jared Jackson, to me, it was always a question as if he could get healthy. That, that was the whole thing right. with him. If he could just get healthy. You mix him now with Desmond Bain out of TCU. I didn't know he was that good. They have Steven Adams over there with the interior toughness here. Um, and that's not to mention they they don't even have my guy over here, which is my favorite guy, Dylan Brooks. When they get him back, this is gonna be yeah. a scary, scary team. And I, scary thought, team. And, and I thought when Dylan Brooks went down, they were gonna fall back. But yeah. actually they didn't. No. Actually, he's still balling. No. And you, you're right. You're right. When that guy comes back, I mean Memphis, Memphis is scary. Memphis yes. is scary. And I have to admit, they're a very scary team. And the thing is, they do both. They play defense also. You know, yeah. They, they can they can they can play some defense. And uh John Morant, I mean, and they're all springy. They're all young and springy. Yeah. <laughs> yes. 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 I mean, man, I was looking at the Knicks and Memphis game here the other day, and the to see John Morant go down the lane and I think he was going to dunk on my man Mitchell there the, the center for uh for uh New York yeah, yeah. I was like man that was impressive 
I mean, for him yeah. to just go at him, I mean, I know he got fouled, but but that fearlessness, yeah. that that's yeah. what and, I'm and, about. and and where he jumped from, I was just like, yeah, wow, yeah, Mitchell Robinson, Mitchell, that's that's wow. what Mitchell Robinson, Mitchell and, Robinson, yeah, man, it, and Mitchell Robinson <laughs> was blocking everything, and he still yeah. went in there. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I was like, yeah. okay, okay, yeah, okay, so. Yeah, I was very, very impressed, man. And looking at their tape, man, I'm like, they are going to be a problem. Like, I know you got Golden State. I know you got Phoenix. But you will need to start talking about Memphis because they're going to be there. Yeah, that's that's a team nobody's going to want to play in the first round. Nobody. Nobody's going to want to play them in the first round. They're, they're, they're that scary. Yeah. And um, they they've been consistent, you know, because I mean yeah. a lot of teams they get off to a nice little start and then it's like okay, but no, Memphis is is for real. Yeah, and they've won against some tough competition, you know what I'm saying. So yeah. that I like what you said there is the fact that you know take a team like the Bulls. I mean it's like yeah they're top of the East man, but the the matchups in which you want them to to play well against like the uh, the Milwaukee Bucks and the Nets. They haven't come through against those teams or the Miami Heat, but you take a team like Memphis. Memphis has beat some of these teams we've talked about, like the Golden State Warriors, the Phoenix Suns. Like they have been there, and they have taken these guys right down to the to the wire. And so that just lets me know that what happened to Memphis last year and getting into these playoff games, and they just been getting closer and closer and closer. They're they're right there. They're right there. Yeah. Like you can tell, you can see the growth. And what's scary about them too is that their growth has been getting better from game to game. You know what I mean? It's like a lot of yeah. these teams has been taking, you know, some weeks, some time for them to kind of just mature and, and come together and stuff like that. But these guys have been getting better game to game because they're that young and that good. Yeah, they have. And like you said, it did. It started from uh, last season. And Another key thing is keeping the same, keeping the, the, the core. Yeah. That core, they're together. They, they learn it, you know, Jackson, uh, Morant, Bain, and then you throw in uh, Steven Adams into the mix. You know, he's he's still relatively young, but he has a lot of experience. I mean, Absolutely. He's been there. So yeah. that's a great mixture that they have with this team. He reminds me of what Kendrick Perkins used to bring. Remember Kendrick? When Kendrick got traded, I think, to uh, from Boston to OKC, OKC. right? Yeah. He gave him yeah. that kind of experience there um, in OKC. You know what I mean? And I think that that's kind of the same thing that Steven Adams has here. Except yeah. it's a younger core. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Oh. You know, oh, yeah. in moving forward, too, I want to go back. And you talked about the Dallas Mavericks here at five. And so... Look, they're fifth, they're 30 and 23 here. I, I looked at them play here, I think a night ago, and they were in, in, in that whole situation where the basket had actually gone down and it was a huge delay. And it took till one in the morning for the game to finish. And I think they had beat actually the Philadelphia 76ers, if I'm not mistaken here. It was the 44th triple-double for the Mavs here for uh, Luka Doncic. But to me... I think that they have to make a deal. You know, I think that they're in a situation they have to make a deal. Tim Hardaway Jr. is gone right now with the broken foot. I, I'm pretty sure he's out indefinitely. Um, 
And once again, they have no Porzingis out there. I think you have to make the move and you have to get rid of Porzingis now. You have to sell for Porzingis. Even if they can get, if they could somehow get some of those guys that may be on the block for the the Pacers here, I'm talking about the Miles Turners, the Brogdons, um, you know, if they can get somebody like that over there, um, the Jairus LeVert, that would go a long way for the, the Dallas Mavericks. But I just feel like at this point, as constructed now, they can't go on like this. You know, I think that they're wasting Luka Doncic in his prime years here, and they don't have anything else to go around them. Right. Well, Luka's only like, what, uh, about eight years old? The guy's young as I don't know what. Even though yeah. it seems like he's been in the league about 15, about 15 years. Yeah. He's still relatively young. I believe he's like 23, 24. He's so, 22. Yeah, 22 to be exact. 22 wow. to be exact. I mean, he's, the guy's 22 years old. So he's, yeah. he's still a baby. Yeah. And playing the way he's playing, you're right. And just, and he's going to get better. I mean, he's, you know, I'm, I don't feel like his prime is there yet. But the, he, he he has a high usage rate. Yes. Very high usage rate. And they, they do need some more. You do need some more things around him because it seems like everything falls on him. He's going to have to have these monster 50 game, 50 point games for them to win when you should be adding to what to the greatness right now. And you're right. So they're going to they're going to need some more some more parts at it. And they want to give Jalen Brunson away. I'm not giving Jalen Brunson away. To me, I'm like Jalen Brunson. Listen, if they don't sign Jalen Brunson, he is finna go somewhere and make right. a lot of money somewhere. Right. And right. have a prominent I, I, I would I'm surprised that they even want to put him even in, in, in any conversation because he's one of the glue guys. He's one of the guys that's been keeping the team afloat. You know, they played well and he's one of the big reasons. But yeah. besides Don besides Dante's of course. Yeah. But he's one of the bigger reasons that this team is actually playing well. So uh so yeah, um, I, I definitely, I definitely would keep Bronson around. At, at least, at least keep keep him around. I mean, he's he's not even in his prime yet. You know, he's just really reaching his potential. Yeah, you know? yeah. So, no, I, I agree. I mean, it, it, listen. Anytime you get a Villanova product, I think Jay Wright does a terrific job in coaching those guys up. Um, been in the national championship won a national championship if i'm not mistaken so these guys usually go deep in the tournament he's a four-year player if i'm not mistaken so he actually i think he yeah he, he graduated as a senior he went through all four years so listen this guy is is experienced this guy is now showing that he could be trusted with with lots of minutes uh, he's not starstruck. He's not going to sit there and wait for Luka Doncic to give him the ball. He actually goes out there and creates opportunities. So he, he's a must keep for me if I'm the GM out there. But I, I think it starts with Pazingas. I, I think that they must make a move now. Like they have to get rid of that. Look, I don't know if um, I don't know if Julius Randle's available. You know, I. There's been talk that there, there's a possibility that he might be available. Uh, maybe you make the move for 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 him. Um, maybe you make a move for Jason Tatum or something. I don't know what you have to do, but I think it starts with Porzingis. I think that Dallas must start there and they must make a move. Well, man, and another thing about him is even though he's a 
super young. You know, he's he's still a very young guy. Also, uh, it's the the thing with him is it's it's going to be a few things. Remember, remember, he wanted out of New York mm-hmm. first time. He wanted out so bad, so that's why they traded. I mean, New York loved him, but yeah. he didn't want to play there. So I don't even see that as a possibility of him going to New York. And it's the injury history. The injury history is just terrible. This guy, this guy, just can't stay healthy. And I mean, when he's on the floor, he gives you great numbers every time. I mean, he's like they say, he's a unicorn. Yeah, he's you know? a unicorn. I was just gonna say I he's mean, a unicorn. He uh, is. I mean, he yeah. is. It, it is what it is. The guy, the guy can play. The guy is, is, a, is a great player, all star. But he's just it's it's the injury thing with him. And yeah. that that whole dynamic, if it was if it was a, a him for Randall, I, I think just the fact that he he wanted himself out of New York the first time, I don't see him going back. Mm-hmm. That's just my opinion. But anything can happen. Yeah, anything, I mean anything, anything can, can and it maybe it's a three team deal. Maybe it's just not New York. Maybe it's a three team deal. I don't know, but I'm just saying that that to me i just think that dallas has to do something different because it's like if you don't do this if you're gonna do the same thing over and over again and get the same results i mean that's just that's insanity you know what i mean and that's that's kind of the question that you know i i probably had next with portland because speaking of portland i mean you just shipped off norman powell and robert covington what does that say now for Portland and the whole Dame Lillard situation to me? Because to me, it, it almost is like they just they're kind of throwing up the flag here and saying, you know, we don't have an answer, you know. And so now where do you go if you're in Portland? Yeah, Portland looks like they're trying to do a rebuild. Like, let's let's just start over because, I mean, you getting you got rid of two important players and one of those players was playing well was actually playing very well for you uh-huh. um, I, and and with them doing all this I don't think they want to give up on Leonard, on, on Lillard you know I don't, I don't know if this is a play is it if this is something for them that they're going to do in the offseason and uh, it does look like they're just throwing the season you know to the wolves like okay it's, it's it doesn't look like it's going anywhere Lillard's out um, we're not winning many games, so let's just throw in the towel. It does feel that way, especially mm-hmm. those two trades they made. So, um, yeah, it's looking it's looking like Portland wants to do a restart. Cause I mean, it just it just seems like I mean I know you still got your two core players, you, you, you well three core players. You still have Lillard, uh, you still have McCollum, and you still have uh, Nurkic. So. <laughs> And, and to me, Nurkic, man, I, I'm not really sold on him. Uh, to be honest, right. he to me has been a lot like uh, I don't you, I, not is it John Collins or not John Collins, but um, Zach Collins, the the kid that they got out of Gonzaga, right? right? He was supposed to be a franchise piece at the big at the big position. It never stayed on the floor, and I think that this is a situation that they're running into with him. Um, he's had some tough leg injuries the last couple of years, man, and he's missed a lot of time. Um, and I'm kind of like, at some point in time, you know, he's not even a stretch five. You know what I mean? He's like a guy that can pretty much play. He's an inside type of guy. At some point, I think that 
Portland needs to probably consider moving on from that too as well. You know, I think that that was just kind of a, it's a bad deal. It was something that it worked for a little bit. And I'm thinking that Portland might have to, to look elsewhere. Right. Well, I mean, they, you know, they made those, uh, the, the trades that they just made with, you know, with the two guys, with, uh, with Covington and Powell, just, it's just a sign. And yeah. I also heard there's rumors that uh, they're shopping McCollum around. Yeah, you know, they're yeah, looking but... for deals for McCollum. So it's just it, it feels like it feels like they want to start over. I don't know if Dame Lillard wants to start over. You know, I think he's 31 now. Yeah, so I don't think he. I don't. I don't think he wants to uh, a restart. You know, he's trying to win a championship, and and rightfully so. You know, he's been in the league this long. You know, he wants to he wants to play for a championship. So who knows? Who knows what what uh, Portland is planning on doing? You know, maybe maybe Lillard will be moved at some point. Maybe not this season, but maybe in the off season. Who knows? Mm-hmm. With, the, with the way it's looking, unless unless in off season they're going to make some, they're going to make a big splash in the free agency pool. And see, and that's yeah, going to be see tough. If Lillard, yeah, see if Lillard can uh, lure another uh, All Star or two there. Yeah. Yeah, and see that I hope that that they're able to do something to either build a piece around there. Like I would hate to see um, Dame have to leave Portland. Um, I, I did read a report that if he were to leave Portland, he would want to stay in the West, which I don't know how that that's going to happen with with Portland wanting to see him in the West. But um, yeah. the, it, it's a tough situation there, and I think it just gets uglier. And, you know, it's it's tough, man, because Dame is so good. But I think that Dame ultimately is going to have to get out of Portland. Like, I just yeah. – I mean, it would it would take basically something drastic for this team to really change directions here. Um, it's just – yeah, they have so many different holes out there. It's just it's, – it's just not going to work as constructive. You know, they kind of remind me of what Boston is now – with the whole Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum situation, Marcus Smart, like, I feel like ultimately that situation is not going to last very much longer. I, I'm pretty sure they're going to have to break up the team there too as well. Yeah. And there was talk that that possibly C.J. McCollin and uh, Jalen Brown might switch positions there or teams. So It's a possibility. Who knows? It, 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 those things could happen. Yeah, you know, with the just with the way to you know, it's just been a weird and it's been a weird season. It it has it been, man. And speaking of weird, you know, another rumor mill that I'm kind of looking at that just popped up here is the the Hawks engaging the Sixers on a John Collins for Ben Simmons trade. W- what do you think about that? Do you like that deal? Is that something that's like, well, that 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 can work for Philly, but how would that work for Atlanta? Yeah, because. Uh, you know, you have a guy by the name of Trey Young that needs mm-hmm. to have the ball. Mm-hmm. So if Ben Simmons is controlling, then you're going to turn Trey Young into a shooting guard. Yeah. Yeah, he loves to shoot, but he also loves to have the ball and create. So yes. if he's got the ball and he's creating and Ben Simmons is just standing there, he's, what else is Ben Simmons going to do but play defense for you? Right. You know, and yeah, and, def- and if he's inside, if he's around the basket, yeah, he's good around the basket, but when it's time for you to shoot those threes and shoot those mid-ranges and it's not falling, what is it for, right? Right. Or unless you're going to uh, change uh, Ben Simmons into a small four, 
No. And that's, and that's not going to happen. And, that, and that's, that's not going to work. Right. <laughs> and, and, see, and that's, that's what's work. crazy, too, because, you know, you also hear that Ben Simmons, part of the problem is he wants to dominate the ball. And it's kind of like, dude, right. you want to dominate the ball, but you don't want to shoot the ball and you don't want right. to post up. You don't want to go into the mid range. It's like, what, 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 you know, what is the what are you trying to accomplish here? You know, are you leading the league in assists? Are you going to lead us in assists? Like, what, what, what's happening here? You know, so it's kind of like now I kind of question like what team actually where it will fit and it will work for him. You know what? I see. I I could see him playing like in a San Antonio. I could I could see. Uh, I could see San Antonio as a as a good play for him to play. Just because of his defensive mentality, because he's a great defensive player, mm-hmm. and I know Pop would love that. I think Pop would find a way to, to work around the, the shooting deficiency. You know, so could you, I, I I could see him somewhere in San Antonio, but they don't have the assets, of course, to to get him to over offer, there. Yeah, to get him over there. Uh, could you see him with the Wizards? I, I mean, because I know the Wizards are possibly looking to make some moves here. I mean, there's the possibility that Bradley Bill is moved. There's a possibility here that they're thinking of uh, of trading, um, what's his name, Spencer DeWittle. There's a possibility yeah, that yeah. Montrezl well, Harrell is out there. Like, Yeah, they, they have some pieces. They, they have some pieces that could probably make that work. So who knows? You know, but... I mean, they 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 got off to a great start, but they've cooled off since then. They cooled off after after a while. You know, they're they're under five hundred right now. You know, so I mean, I don't know how much more Ben Simmons trades going to make them if, if they're going to have to give give up some uh, some key pieces, right? Right, right. I mean, essentially, they would have to they'd be starting over again. You know, because it, it you know yeah. essentially. If I'm Philly, I'm saying to myself, like, give me Cal Kuzman, give me Montrez Harrell, give me, uh, you know, I, I want it all. You know what I'm saying? For you to, right. to have Ben Simmons, that's fine. You can take him. But right. if I'm going to do it, then I'm going to do it smartly. And I'm getting some young pieces back that, yes, they may not be so, you know, the equal to Ben Simmons and what he's done thus far in his career, but longevity you have something there right so right uh yeah yeah but uh, it's i mean as and it's crazy how we talk about ben simmons far as uh not not shooting or right just want to dominate the ball but he's still a hot commodity that's wanted by many teams just because of his size and because of his right. defense, he's a great and he's a great passer. Don't yeah. get me wrong, he's a great, great passer, and actually he's great around the basket. But he just doesn't like to do it. It just seems like it seems you know, it's just it's like a um, he's like he's like a uh, he's like a poor man's poor man's Magic Johnson. But at least Magic Johnson shot when he had to. Because remember, Magic Johnson couldn't shoot to save his life when he first got into the NBA. And actually got better as the years went. Actually gradually got better. 
You know, he's always good around the basket because because of his size, and and that's what Ben Simmons reminds me of. Yeah, but. <laughs> The Magic wanted to get better, though. That's the thing. Magic wanted to get better. And we see these videos of Ben Simmons lighting people up in the open gym. But it's like, man, we where is that when the game is going? You know what I'm saying? Like, that's my whole thing. Like, we're right. And 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 the promise for him is just like when he was coming out, you know, he played this one year and he was coming. It was like, okay, he's not really not really a great shooter, but. Yeah, Jason Kidd wasn't a great shooter. You know, they 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 started saying, "Man, Josh was a great shooter." These guys got better, you know. And the whole thing was give him a few years, and he's going to get better. And when he would have these thirty-five point games, fifteen rebounds, ten assists, it's like, wow, wait until he gets a shot. And it's yeah. like everybody's still waiting, right? Yeah, you're, you're still waiting on that shot. Where is it? Yeah, it's, it's it's like he it's like he gave up on it. Yeah. Like I don't need to shoot. Yeah, yeah you do. Yeah, you, you need you need a jump shot. You do. You do. You need you need, you need some type of mid range shot. Something. Right. Right. And, and and see the funny thing is too is I was at the summer league man when Ben Simmons came out and um, yeah I mean just physically he's just he's big man he is tall coming at you six nine as a like it is tough to stop mm-hmm. like. And it's just like, yeah, you're right. I mean, it's just, if he were to develop, to develop, excuse me, a jump shot of any kind consistently, it would just be game over out there. Just absolutely game over. It's, it's almost like you look at Giannis, right? And you look at the way Giannis has evolved. Giannis is hitting free throws now and it's getting scared. Like it, it's getting to the point now where it's like, dude, if we foul Giannis, he's gonna make us pay there, and we can't right. stop him going to the basket. And Giannis has actually gotten better as a mid-range shooter. Everybody's in trouble if he learns how to shoot a three-pointer. If he right. consistently knocks down a three-pointer, it is going to be like Shaq playing the point guard position out there, right? right. But he's evolved into that, though. He evolved into being more than just a dunker, a driver. And that's just, I don't understand, like, why did Brett Brown, why did Philly, the whole, I'm not sure who the president or the the president of the team is or whatever. Why did they not put more pressure on him to develop like that? You know, and, and they just said it was okay for him just to be, you know, just come in and just continue to do the same thing. You know, I don't understand that. I think I think Ben Simmons is just a. I think he's stubborn. I think he's been coddled. He seems to just been coddled all his life. As far as I mean, because he's a commodity. I mean, look at him. He's, like you said, when you saw him in summer league, he's a he's a big presence, you know. And that's all they talked about was this this Ben Simmons guy. You know, all NBA players are going to see him play in high school. This this Ben Simmons guy. This this guy is just oh my God. Just the just the possibility, right? right? So, um, and I think with Philly, it was just, they were just giving him a pass because he, it was his name. He's Ben Simmons because of what they feel like he can be. And, and maybe it looked like he was working on something. And then it just, every, you know, you come into the season every year and it's like, okay, what's going on? Uh, you know. What's, what's going on because the man can get you 30 without actually having a shot that's just crazy yeah 
just for the fact that you don't have to run a play for him. I mean, he's a great rebounder. He can, you know, he, he's good around the basket. He just yeah, I mean, he's he just, a terrific he just player. He, he just he, doesn't want to do it. He, he's a great player. He just, yeah. it's just that. and I think, and I think, I think part of that is 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 is, is why he's so upset. It's like, hey, I give you the numbers. It's not like I play poorly. Yeah, you're hollering at me about a three pointer and a, and a jump shot. Yeah. Yeah, you yeah. should you should have a mid range shot because you're not going to always be able to get it. People are going to start figuring you out, and you're not going to always be able to get in the inside and do what you want. The people you you have to adapt. People are going to change teams. They're going to figure you out. You know, so um, yeah, it's just it's just that when he just in that playoff game, just that one play just really just shocked me when he. When he had the, he should have basically dumped the ball. And when he threw the ball out during the playoffs uh, last season, when he threw the, when he, uh, when he was under the basket, he uh, drove into the basket like he bought the dump, but then threw the pass out. Wasn't nobody around him, and it was like, wow, he afraid to shoot. Right. You know, it was already a question mark. So I don't know. That guy just like, like I said, if he if he goes to another team and. He's not playing well, and the coach is telling him he should step his game up. Or somebody says something, is he going to have another pouting fit and decide not to play? I've asked right. this question before. Yeah, and and that's it's, it's not it's not going to end. It's not just Philly. Yeah, anywhere no. you go. Yeah, no, it, it's it's, it's yeah, yeah, no, it, it's true. It's true, man. Especially that's, if you go to LA and New York, it's going to be even worse. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's a it's a tough situation. It's a tough situation and it, it's an interesting one because the market the market seems to be hot, you know, for for this trade to happen. I'm curious to see what happens. I'm curious to see what happens when he hits the floor. I mean, is it new energy? I mean, maybe maybe we will see something that we haven't saw before. But I mean, um, wouldn't that be crazy? Right. He crazy. He started right. Right, right. He comes out, he just start hitting threes. It's like, okay, I, I just been waiting. I got the package waiting. I just been waiting. He start, he start doing the logo threes. You're like, okay, all right. Yeah. He, he start he start doing the curry threes. You're like, wow. Right, right. Like he he had the package the whole time. He just been working on it. He'd be like, he'd be like I've been working on it, but you know, Philly, Philly couldn't have this. Philly. You know, it's he, who knows? <laughs> it's true though. He he might have the exclusive package, man. He if, just he, he could if, be waiting for the start, right team. Start doing so. little turnaround jumpers and and fadeaways. It's like, wow, where was this Ben Simmons in Philly? That's what everybody's gonna say. Mm-hmm. And he's gonna be like, it was always this, but it's just you know, nobody believed in me or whatever. Who knows? Yeah, but he'll he's a, he's young. He's he's a great player. It's just a jump shot thing. Right. So, I, I mean, moving forward, man, what do you think about this, too? I, I see that there's a possibility here that the Lakers would be willing to throw pieces out for G- Gary Trent Jr. What do, you, what do you think about that? Like, is this a deal that you want to get done? Is it viable? I mean, is it what – do you, what do you feel there, you know, coming from the Lakers here – getting a Gary Trent Jr. over there. That'd be great. That would definitely be great. I mean, Gary Trent Jr. is playing out of his mind right now. That'd He's be a playing great very well. Up. 
I don't know why Portland gave him up. I do not know. I don't. I don't I either. Am. Because he actually played well for Portland last season. I mean, well, he actually played well for them the past couple of seasons. I have so, no idea why they gave him up. Like to the, yeah. that right there. It that that let me know the direction that Portland is in. <laughs> when they right. traded him away, I was like, oh, yep, yep, right. yep. There, there but, they go. Uh, that would be a great pickup, but what are the Lakers going to give up? Right. Because they're, they're not going to take scrap. Mm-hmm. You know, he's, he's got great value. They're going to want something. Right. So my whole thing is you get rid of Taylor Horton Tucker. I mean, his his stock has went down very low. And understandably, Man. even, Man, even just watching him watching him tonight, I'm like, what, are you, what is that? Yeah, like, tell me about it. His stock what happened? What happened? Yeah. What happened to the drives to the basket and then and using your length? He yeah. shoots a lot of threes. It's like he shoots a lot. Of, it's like he got money. It's like they paid him, and now he's just like, okay. It's, a lot of these players, it seems like once they get paid, that's it. They just don't show that hunger. To me, I don't feel like he's showing any hunger right now. It's just, it just don't. He don't seem hungry. He's like he's just out there playing. Mm-hmm. You know, and. Okay, it's like, okay, so you offered us Tucker, but what else? Because he's not, you know. Now, if you would have offered him during the offseason, oh, yeah, because he played well. Right. But, so, to get Gary Trent Jr., who's a hot commodity right now, what are you going to give up? What are you – you'll throw Dwight Howard, you'll throw both your big men, Dwight Howard, DeAndre Jordan, be like, no, thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? And, and that's that's a tough situation, too, as well, man, because I'm like, I'm looking at the Lakers here – you know, it's like you got guys that's playing well, like Malik Monk and stuff like that. But it's like, would anybody take a Malik Monk or somebody like that? But they're only oh, like definitely a, a year they'll rental. Take, they'll take Malik Monk. Malik Monk is cheap. Oh, definitely, he's hot. He's 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 got value right now. But I'm not sure the Lakers want to uh, depart with Malik Monk because he's playing very much. He's playing way better than uh, than Westbrook. He was out there during the overtime, and Westbrook was on the bench. That yeah, tells you, that tells you a lot. And he was producing, hitting big shots. Right. So, so he's got value. And and, and see that kind of brings into another situation as well. It's like I was watching again the other day, and Carmelo Anthony went down, and it's like, man, it, it's like, dude, these guys, like the to me i think that he was probably one of the bright spots out there and for him to go down is definitely a situation man where the lakers i think are now looking at this like man how can we get some more youth out there you know who is out there on the free agency market or who's going to be out there on the buyout market uh do we bring a Millsap in is there a trade to be made here to go along with an Anthony Davis, you know, as far as getting a young piece to come back in return here. Right. Well, um, and speaking on the Millsap situation, I heard that Chicago is actually where he prefers to go because yeah. of uh, Kortnowski, whatever the guy's name is, because they mm-hmm. work together in Denver. So now he's in, you know, of course he's in Chicago. So, but they said that he's actually open to coming to L.A. Like LA is a choice too if if Chicago doesn't take them. So I guess they're working on a buyout right now with uh with the Nets. You know, so I think that'll be a good that'll be a good uh pickup for the Lakers, you know, get get you some more scoring punch. Yeah. But really right now, 
Lakers need. They just the defense is just because the, the offense is not really the problem. It's the defense. It's well, part of the offense is the point guard play, of course. Westbrook with his mistakes and some of the his shot. You you need it. You need another shooter at the uh, point guard position. And, and talk about that too, as far as the benching is concerned. Because I was looking at the game against the Clippers, and I mean that was a dramatic loss there towards the end mm-hmm. with the Clippers, but. Look, Russell Westbrook plays hard, man. I, I mean, I get that he's not, you know, knocking down three-pointers out there and, and it's not looking pretty and everything else, but does anything that Russell Westbrook does, is it necessarily pretty? I mean, when it's been at OKC or Washington or any of his stops, I mean, he plays hard, though. Right. And and I don't even think they fought him for playing hard. I think it's like, if it's not working, it's just not working. Yeah. And, and far as the three pointers, take he takes some ill-advised three pointers. He'll mm-hmm. he'll stand there and, and he'll hesitate and he'll take up a three pointer and miss everything. Yeah, it's not the fact that they're telling him not to do it. It's just when you're taking them and how you're doing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, now, as far as the benching, um, he made some mistakes in the fourth quarter when the game basically should have been over. He missed two key free throws, missed two free throws in a row. A uh, bad pass. Uh, he actually a bad ill-advised shot. Um, I noticed that when he missed the shots, he don't get back on defense. He looked down at the ground, look at the ref, look at his hands. It's like get back on defense. Right. Yeah, he plays hard, but when it comes to defense, sometimes he just and and the thing is, I think he's a capable defensive player, but I don't think it's in his in his makeup to be a um, hardcore deep defender. Because mm-hmm. he has the ability, he has the ability. He's still quick. He's still got man, and he made a few few defensive plays in the game in the game earlier in the game that they beat the Knicks in. He made a few defensive plays, mm-hmm. but it's just it's sporadic. It's, it's sporadic with him. So with the with the benching, I was like, when I didn't see him out there, I was like, wow. And they didn't play him the whole overtime. He just he sat there, and and the Lakers went. Actually, Trevor Reza was out there. <laughs> Trevor Reza, Taylor Horton Tucker was out there. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, you know, Anthony Davis and uh, LeBron was out there in a league month. And that's what they ran with. While, Ru- while Russell Westbrook sat there looking. And it's just gotten to a point to where it's like, okay, we understand you're a superstar, understand you're Russell Westbrook, but we got to make some moves. We got to win games. We can't just put you out there based on emotion. Are they trading if you're, him? If you're, if, you're, if you're not producing. They, they're not trading him because nobody's going to take on that salary. Who's you don't think that, that they'll trade him at least for, I don't know. I'm just throwing something out there. Like I read something that it's possible he might be involved in a Kimba Walker deal excuse me Kimber Walker deal over to the the Knicks yeah but you gotta the Knicks gotta add something with that because the salary's gotta match mm-hmm. Kimber Walker's making how much is he making this season like how much did he sign with New York for uh, I'm trying to get to that actually yeah it's it's something it was pretty it was wasn't it a pretty good piece of change or no because I think Boston pretty much no, no, it was OKC actually where he was at, and I think that they bought out most of it before they let him go. Yeah, he's not. I don't think he's. Uh, I don't think the the salaries will match. So, you, 
So the Knicks would have to add some more players in. Now, do they want to do that? I think that they were thinking, I might have saw possibly it was going to be Kemba Walker and Evan Fournier. I think in okay, the deal. So, so Kemba Walker is making $8,729 right now. That, yeah, you're going to have to put in more than that because you got Westbrook making about 41, 44, something like that. Mm-hmm. 44 million. Wow. So if you, if you put in Evan Fournier, Fournier and uh, and Walker, that's about uh, that's about uh, $22 million. So wow. 25, I'm sorry, that's $25 million. So you still got to find um, about $20 million more dollars. <laughs> about and $19 million more dollars. That, that probably <laughs> means that they'd have to pick up another team to kind of pick it up for them. Exactly. Because that not, that's not going to work. The Lakers are going to want something else with that. Mm-hmm. Well, it's, it's, the, it's not even about the Lakers wanting more with, with it. It's like the NBA is not going to let it go through because the salaries went after that. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, you know, they probably have to throw in like Cam Reddish or something like that. But yeah. I don't think Cam is because there's been reports, too, that I don't think Tim t- or Tom Thibodeau was too happy with uh, the Cam Reddish pickup as well. So they, they might be willing to part ways. Yeah, because because I didn't, he didn't, get any, he didn't get any minutes tonight, I don't believe. Nope, nope. And, so. that, and it's shocking, too, because he was a lottery pick, if I'm not mistaken. Like he was up there. Yeah. Yeah, and, he's with uh, that with that great Duke team, you know, yeah. with uh, you know, with his teammate R.J. Barrett, who's playing out his mind. He, mm-hmm. He's doing what everybody thought he was going to do. Yeah, and uh, and uh, Zion Williams. So, um, yeah, yeah, it's a tough situation for Cam to be That's in, true. man. So, yeah, yeah. So with with the Lakers, I think this is just going to play out. It's just going to play out because I just don't see a trade partner. Mm-hmm. Anyone that wants to take on Russell Westbrook right now. Because the team is going to look and be like, okay, what is Russell Westbrook doing that's going to make, that's going to help us? Mm-hmm. What, is, look at, what is he doing for you guys? He's shooting one, you know, one for eight, one for 10. He was one for 10. He was one for 10. And it was fourth quarter. I think he was one for 10. <laughs> and he shot a uh, he shot a he, he shot a mid range he shot a bank it and it banked off the top of the board and out of bounds and everybody started booing so that let you know where it's like wow I let you know where it's at right now man that, that you know? is... and, 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 and I don't blame everything everything ain't on Westbrook it's the whole yeah. thing and it's, it's it's what critics fear this team is old it's gonna be a lot of injuries and that's what happened is with the critics fear. You know, you're getting all these older guys, you know, this is a long NBA season. Injuries and stuff are going to happen, and that's what's been happening. Even LeBron James. Can they turn it around? Can they turn it around? It's possible. But my thing is, it starts in the defensive end. Uh-huh. That's all I could, that's all I can see. You gave up over 40 points to the New York Knicks in the first quarter. To the Knicks? Yeah. And the Knicks Come are on. struggling. They're struggling mightily. You give them 40-plus points in the first, like, where's, where's the beef? Everything was Matador. And, I mean, R.J. Barrett was doing what he wanted to do. It was me and Randall. They were just doing what they wanted to do on the inside. 
now. And that's just pitiful to watch because the whole makeup of this team is supposed to be defense. You know, that's Frank Vogel's calling card is defense. But I'll say the only one who was really playing defense was uh, at first was Anthony Davis and maybe LeBron a little bit. And I admit Russell Westbrook made a few plays. But it's like once the second half came, it's like it's, it's something woke them up and they started playing defense like they were capable of. Yeah. But that's the thing. The thing with them is it's, it's not a it's not something that they do consistently. Because you look at this game and be like, okay, start doing this moving forward, and then it'll be just reverting to the same thing. Let the quick point guard get easy layups and things of that nature, and just yeah, yes, yeah, it starts on the defensive end with with the Lakers, right. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel you there. And I, I, to me, I told you, I think that the Lakers are going to have to to make a major shakeup here. LeBron has come out this week and said that he's going to be willing to move in order to play with his son. Um, I think Charles Oakley, yeah, Charles Oakley, who I think he just released his book or uh, I think he just came out with a book. I'm not sure. But I, I know I was reading something where he was saying, you know, essentially he expects for LeBron James to move. And um you know, I don't know, you know, what that looks like for the Lakers. Um, you know, I know he does have the knee situation here. And I think, to be honest with you, I don't expect him to miss a whole bunch of time or take a major surgery here. But I think depending on what he does, I think it would have a major impact on the Lakers season uh, moving forward and kind of their decision as to what they're going to do with the roster, depending on his health. Right. And, you know, the, the thing that uh, Oakley said, you know, I mean, who knows? And the rumor about, I know it's, it's already known that LeBron wants to play with his son, when his son hits the NBA. But the fact that he would be willing to move to the team that he's at, I don't I, I don't know how true that is or, you know, I don't know how true, true that is. He did say he wanted to play with his son. Yep. So, but I don't know how true that is right now about him moving for the sake of moving. Yeah. Yeah. Because he, cause he brought Anthony Davis to L.A. to play yeah. with him too. He, he did, so, but I, I will say that Cleveland looks awfully interesting for him to make an appearance back home again. That That's what I will say. That, yeah. Uh, so. Yeah, it does. And they're <laughs> playing well right now. But have they been to war yet? Yeah. Let's let's see what happens in the playoffs. Let's let's see let's see what this thing does. They are young. Oh um, yeah, yeah. And 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 they are playing well. I mean, nobody, everybody expected Cleveland to win anywhere from fifteen to twenty-four games. Nobody expected this. Yeah, they're fifth in yeah. the East right now. One, two, three, four. Yeah. yeah. They're yeah, they're playing well. Yeah, four. They're, 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 they're playing well. Yeah. And I mean, it's not like they're in first place and they got this big 10. Then, then it's not like they're playing like Golden State. Yeah. And just killing teams. And I, then I would understand, like, okay, well, if I'm LeBron James, I'm looking like, let me insert my, if I insert myself into this team, make it to the finals. Right. Yeah. So. So of course, yeah, of course, if you put a LeBron James that team, I mean, you put him with any team, really. I mean, he 
when he's on his game and, and everybody buys in, that team is championship material. Yeah, no, it's you know, true. It's true. Yeah, you know, the same the same way with the Lakers. If they start playing some defense and start showing some fight, then you see a true potential. You know, but as long as you're trying to play this matador stuff and trying to outscore everybody, that that's not gonna work. That's not your makeup. You gotta play some defense. Yeah. So, yeah. But uh, but yeah, getting back to you know, whether you know, with the rumors about LeBron. You know, I mean, eventually, yeah, eventually he's going to leave one day. He's not going to stay in L.A. You know, who knows? He might go back to Cleveland just to retire as a Cavalier. Yeah. I, I wouldn't be surprised at that. You know, yeah. he is, he's up He's up there. You know, he's not getting any younger. Right. But I expect him to still be with the Lakers for the next couple of seasons. You okay. know, no matter what happens. But, Fair enough. Uh, because just based on the fact that you brought Anthony Davis, you brought Anthony Davis there, you bring him here and then you just leave abruptly. How does that look? Uh, well, I, I mean, one could maybe say that about the whole Kevin Love situation. You know, the way he kind of, he did get Kevin over there. They made their run and then he was gone, you know, so. Yeah, but they made a four-year run, four, four finals in a row. Yeah. You know, and... I think he think I think he knew it was over after that season that they beat Boston. I think after they beat Boston that year, mm-hmm. where Boston almost made it, <laughs> he should have. Yeah. Um, I think it. Uh, I think he saw right there. You know, it was time to time to go. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, I mean, and Kevin, and if, if you literally look at it, Kevin Love has been out of his prime for a while. Yeah, yeah. I think he's finding a resurgence back there with but, Evan Mobley and uh, Jared yeah. Allen at this point in time because he's not having to play. He's not playing the major minutes like he used to play um, at this yeah. point in time. And he's, I think he might be actually coming off the bench, if I'm not mistaken, but maybe I, I haven't really actually got a chance to sit down and watch them play. But um, I know his role is, a, is much different now from this veteran standpoint than it than it was earlier on in his career. Right. So. Yeah. So um, I mean, like I said, he he's not going to be in a Laker forever. You know, I wouldn't be surprised after a few more years. Right. Maybe two more years, he decides I'm going to go home to Cleveland and retire as Cavalier. Right. Right. Well, I tell you what, I, I mean, I know we're coming down to the, the end of the show here. Is there is there one team that you would like to see make a move? Is there one team that's really been a surpriser for you? Um, because, you know, I'm kind of looking at the, the standings here. I look at Atlanta. I look at New York. Uh, they're nowhere near where they were a season ago uh, when I look at those two teams. Denver is very intriguing to me because they possibly can get Jamal Murray back and they've been holding on. Um, Minnesota, they're they're teetering right there. Like they, they want to peek through. They want to they want to show that they're ready to be great. But I'm not sure if, you know, seeing D'Angelo Russell on the sidelines there in, in a suit and tie is going to help their their uh, aspirations to get there. You know, I think that, that those injury bugs have really kind of hurt them over the years, whether it's been him or Carl Anthony Towns. 
Um, even though Anthony Edwards is starting to play really, really well right now. Um, and I'm not sure if I see a team that that really I think that they're maybe a trade away, you know, from really making something big happen here. Maybe Toronto. Maybe Toronto. I would say, and not to, I know we talked about Ben Simmons a lot, but I'm like a Ben Simmons for P- Pascal Siakam deal. That's interesting to me if something like that would happen for both teams. Right. But then again, I don't think it'd be straight up. They're mm-hmm. going to want more from Toronto than Siakam. Mm-hmm. And Siakam's a great player. But you still you still hold Ben Simmons as a higher as a bigger star than he is, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, I mean, so I'm sure, Philly would want more than just Siakam. And I, be straight I, up. I mean, Siakam can get it done for you though. Like you know, he, I, I think he if can they get were it. somehow able to keep their pieces intact. Somehow keep the Tobias Harris over there. You bring over Pascal. Like I I I, I like it, but. You're right. I yeah, but but what is, stuff. Toronto's going to have to give up some more stuff. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, I know they're I not going to give up a Scotty Barnes or uh, you're no, not. No, no, they love. You're they not love Scotty Barnes. Yeah, they they're not giving up a Nobi uh, at this point. No. You know. So I don't even think Toronto's even in the mix. You don't think so Toronto makes think, a deal? I don't think they're even in the mix for that for Ben Simmons. I think they want to make a deal, though. I, I do. I think that they, they want to make a deal. And I think if they were to make a deal for, like, something like that, or if they were to make a deal with the Pacers for, like, a Brogdon or somebody over there, I think right. that that would put Toronto right back in the mix. Well, you you, you have your point guard. You, you have uh, uh, Van, Van Fleet. You, you still have him. That's your starting point guard. So yeah. if you put Brogdon, so what are you going to – you're going to play them both? together and or, somebody's going to be more of a shooting guard or they, bring them off the bench point guards well um, they're both starters yeah right they so probably think, are yeah they, they're Brogdon, probably both starters I think you say that yeah I don't think Brogdon wants to go over there and come off the bench you know yeah I just think I just think they're, they're both they're both starters, so I don't I don't know about that one. Yeah. I'm just saying, you know, it, maybe they make a deal for somebody that the Pacers have hanging out there. I mean, Sabonis, right. we haven't talked about him very much. Yeah. Uh, Miles Turner, we haven't talked about him. You know, I just think that the Pacers really, to me, they have players that might actually change the course of the NBA season if you can get a hold of them. That's just my opinion. Yeah. Right. And the Pacers, but the Pacers want want something back in return. Like, you know, what are you willing to give these guys? And, you know, and Miles Turner, he's a, he's, a, he's a good player, you know, but will Indiana look at the fact that this team is looking at Miles Turner as, that's the piece we need. And they sense that, and it's like, okay, well, we're going to try to get a little more from you. And we know this is what you want as your piece. Even yeah. though we may not be worth all these pieces we're asking for. Yeah. Right? Yeah, we, nah, know, we know we know we know you need this piece. Right. See, but then again, are you gonna gut your team by getting rid of a a glue guy, you know, that's that's been keeping you great, you know, keeping you great so far. So it's like a like what what what's the trade off? Right. What's, what's the trade off? 
if you if you make these deals. And I think that's why you don't see a lot of deals right now. Some teams are just not willing to part with certain players. Right. Because, you know, usually during during the trade, you know, during the trade season, you see a lot of deals going down. Mm-hmm. A lot, lot of things. And you have, it's just not, it's just not been a lot of movement. You know what? I think it's so early. I think we are going to see some move. I just, something is going well, to happen. It happens on February the tenth, right? Is it February the tenth? Yeah, no, it's coming up. It's coming up here. It's coming up next week. So right, but I mean, it would have been made something done. You know, it would have been more deals than I've seen by now. Mm-hmm. You know, all, all I'm hearing is rumors, but not a lot of movement. Yes, yeah. it's, it's tons and, of rumors out there, and I think somebody is fitting to get moved. It's just a matter and, of and when you know. Yeah, and all you hear now is, oh, we'll, we'll wait for buyouts and this stuff like that. Like right. I said, this is a weird, this is a weird season. This this is a weird. This NBA season is is different. Yeah. You know, and I know the pandemic really messed. You know, really did a lot. You know, has a lot to do with it too. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. You know, um. We'll we'll see. And I'm pretty sure, you know, like you said, you know, it'll, it, of course, some things are going to happen. And yeah. We'll probably see the last few days where we'll see a bunch of things happen. Right. You know, and who knows? Some of these, even some of these trades you propose may happen. Right. Right. Just throwing out the scenarios here of possibilities and, you know, just. Right. It's a it's a possibility, and you know we just want the fans. You know, basically a lot of the stuff that we're talking about right now, these are all rumors, speculations at this point in time. Um, possible deals; these are names that you're you're, you're you're we're hearing that are floating out there and things like that. Um, you know, so it's it's lots of possibilities at this point. Lots of possibilities at this point. So yeah. So it's a uh, so wait and see thing. It's definitely a wait and see, man. And so, <laughs> you know, with that being said, man, I, you know, I think that that's that's pretty much the show, man. I, I just want to go ahead and uh, you know thank our our fans out there who have actually listened to us and, and helped drive some content and topics to the show. Um, I want to go ahead and thank uh, Anchor for playing our platform. Uh, make sure you go ahead and check us out on Spotify. You can check us out on Apple as well. Um, you can definitely find the podcast there. Um, definitely want to thank, you know, Pete, the sports guru, for coming back on the show. Um, definitely hitting us with some big insight, especially with the, the Lakers. I know we still got to talk a little bit more about the Raiders, man. Um, so much, so much to be talked about with them. Um, so we'll definitely get to that, man. So I definitely want to thank you for, you know, popping on the show again, man. Oh, definitely. I appreciate it. I uh, appreciate you uh, asking me to be on the show and uh, have me on here. It's a pleasure to do it. I love it. You know, and uh, yeah, let's do it. Let's do it again. All right, man. So for myself, this is uh, Pete, the sports guru. We'll be back, man. <laughs>